tonight we're going to have a Disciples in the Making. Amen. We got three awesome preachers that are going to preach. And now, now you guys can see more than ever that we were serious. Now that we've planted a church, you see we're not blowing smoke. So we might have future pastors over here. Amen. This, this is what we do. We might have future pastors out there and, and couples that will go out to the harvest. Amen. That's, that's our vision. Evangelism, discipleship, and church planning. And uh, that's what we do. So we're going to hear from the Lord tonight about um, these three mighty men. And uh, give them amens and help them and bless them. Amen. And, and uh, cheer them on. It's gonna get, we're going to get a three in one tonight. These three messages will go right together. You'll be amazed at how they'll all, all come together. Amen. So we're going to get started off with, with Big Brian. Amen. Then Robert, then Dwayne. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand as they come tonight. Amen. It's always interesting when you're sitting over there. You never know what order you're going to go. But I kind of heard Pastor whisper to Dwayne that he was going to go last. So I was like, it's about a 50-50 chance that I can kind of glance over some notes before I get started. But it wouldn't help me today anyway. I don't really have any notes. But during this time of Thanksgiving, a lot of emotions come out for different people. You got people who are looking forward to it. Family comes in town and everybody's excited. And then you got some who doesn't really have family or knowing that they can call family or a place to call their home. And you can feel sad. You can feel lonely. So yesterday I went out to Frisco to um, a tournament. It was a basketball tournament in Frisco. I coach a lot of kids, so I went to go watch some of the kids play. And um, there's a guy who... He does the same thing I do. So we were able to reconnect out there, and we were just talking. And just talking about the past we took, like when I started my business with the basketball training and the coaching and the mentoring, I was making negative money. I was working hours and hours for less than minimum wage and all kinds of things where people would want you to quit, but I stayed in it. And one thing that was funny is whenever I used to travel, I'd travel 45 minutes sometimes or more away from where I live to go train somebody maybe even for $10 just because I needed to get started and I would always see him everywhere I went and it was so funny because our stories are similar except he's not saved but he got started probably two years before me and now in just a short period of time now he gets flown all over the country to train players he got sent out to train players with the Los Angeles Lakers and all kinds of he has NBA clients he has everything so we were just talking, and he said, well, Brian, do you have any plans for Thanksgiving? And I was like, yeah, I have some family in town. We're going to uh, get together and things like that. And I was like, well, what do you have planned? And he was like, well, uh, my wife, she, uh, she's taking my son to Alabama to stay with her, and um, I don't really have anybody. I'm going to just probably just stay at home and watch the Cowboys and catch some basketball games. So there might be some people in here who have the same similar story. You look at someone who so many things are going well, but at a time like Thanksgiving, he's by himself. And then um, even with that, we have something, even if we're in that boat where we don't have anybody to stay with or eat with or whatever, we have something in this place that's greater than anybody could offer us. And that's the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
And if you don't know that, you're in the right place. So uh, going on yesterday, um, I was talking with some people, and we're just talking about things going on. And someone was like, man, when you look at the news, you can kind of see the, the signs of the times, the end times, things going on. And we talked about the refugee situation, things going on in Syria, um, the attacks in Paris. And, it, and it's so crazy how I say that um, not every Muslim is a terrorist. But it just seems when you look at the news, every terrorist happens to be Muslim. And then someone told me, well, you can say the same thing. Sometimes Christians do things. And, and you might hear someone say, so you have a conversation, well, Christians have done stuff in and, and the name of Christ or whatever. But technically, that's not true. Because if you read the Bible, there's nowhere in the Bible where Jesus says to attack or murder or do anything like that. And if you actually look and, and uh, read the Quran, or you can just take my word for it so you don't have to read it, there's over 109 verses that talk about attacking non-believers for the sake of Islam. And so whenever someone says, well, they're, they're just the, the moderate ones, or they're the, those are the radical ones, they're actually doing what their book tells them to do. Just like, and someone says, well, how come all Muslims don't do it? Well, how come all Christians don't read the Bible and don't live it? It's the same thing. So, um, so with that being said, in this, in this time of Thanksgiving, it's not to bash Muslims or anything like that. It's just knowing that we have something that's the greatest gift of all, and that's the gift of salvation. And I'd like to read in the book of Acts, chapter 8. Dwayne and Robert might be a little mad at me. I might be almost done. More time for them. So we'll read Acts chapter 8. Just read along with me. We'll pick up in verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasures of the Ethiopians, and had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in the chariot, and he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb was led, and like a lamb dumb before the shear, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
So when we read that, a lot of times you look at it and say, well, he didn't really understand what he was reading. Philip came and helped him, and then he got saved. But it's really a lot deeper than that. See, when we had this conversation yesterday, we concluded our conversation with, it's unfortunate that a lot of times these Muslims or whoever is born into that situation. So sometimes that's all they know. Just like Christians can be born into dead religion. And I was one of them. I grew up in church and went to church all the time, served in the church, but I, was, I wasn't saved. And, but that's all I knew. Just like someone of another faith, that's all they know. And one of the greatest gifts and one of the things that we should be most thankful for is that God can reach us wherever we are. And if we read this story, it doesn't say, well, the Ethiopian who knew some things about God, who's been to a couple Bible studies or seen some preachers on TV preaching the word. It doesn't say anything about that. There's nothing in this story that says he has a background of anything about Jesus Christ. And then as you continue to read, even in the beginning, it says that, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip saying, arise and go towards the south. So Philip had to answer the call. And there's sometimes, some of us, God speaks to us to say, hey, go and reach that person. And we might look, this person's not going to be reached. This person doesn't want to get saved. This person doesn't know the Lord. This person is rebellious. This person is an atheist. This person is a Muslim. This person is a Buddhist. This is whatever. And we may think in our carnal minds that Jesus can't reach them Maybe this is for, for pastor to reach that person. It's not for me. I'm not equipped. But if you're saved and the Holy Spirit is within you, then you have the power to reach that person. And if we really look at it, if nobody came out and reached us, where would we be? I can tell you where I was before pastor reached me. We were at the same place. We used to go to the gym all the time. And I'd be in there cussing people out, kicking basketballs and going crazy. But he one day he reached out to me and said, do you want to come to church? And I was like, sure, I go to church, but I'll go. Pastor seemed, I didn't know he was a pastor, but I was like, he seemed like a nice guy. He's pretty cool. We talk. And then I come up here, and he's at the door. And I was like, okay, he's a greeter. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he starts preaching the word, and I just put my head down. It's like, oh, my goodness, I've been acting like this, and he was a pastor? <laughs> but if he never, he could have looked at me and said, man, this guy will never get He's just like a hundred other athletes that come in and have a cocky attitude and you just can't tell them nothing but he answered the call and there's so many people in this place who have answered the call who've even brought people in here so with that one thing that we should be most thankful for is that God can reach any of us wherever if we have an open mind no matter what you're born into and if you even read on as it says I feel like every verse in the Bible every word is there for a reason so as we read verse 26 again, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. I feel like there's a reason they put in which is desert. He could have left that out. Not too many people just want to walk through the desert. So there might be a time where God called you to reach that person. God called you to minister to that person, but the way looks a little shaky. You might be a little uncomfortable. It might not be something that you look forward to. Just like Philip, when it says, and the way was the desert, I'm sure that in his carnal mind, he didn't want to go through the desert and try to reach an Ethiopian guy that probably never knew anything about Christ or could care less. And it even said that the Ethiopian had authority in the kingdom. 
So he was probably somebody who was high ranking. But that didn't stop him. And I feel like as we go into Thanksgiving tomorrow, we all have family that's coming in. We're all going to be thankful for the blessings that God's given us for family, for friends, for health, everything. But when you get family together, you have the family that kind of get along with. You got the family that you do get along with. You got the family that you don't really claim as family. But everyone's going to be together tomorrow, and conversations are going to arise. And if God puts it on your heart to reach or to minister to that person, please don't pass up the opportunity. Let's have no problem walking through that desert like Philip did. And if the Holy Spirit speaks to us, let's obey. God bless you. Well, thank God he took three of my minutes. <laughs> Amen. As y'all know pretty much um, pastor said um, say something about uh, what are you thankful for or why people are thankful for amen and uh, as like Brian is saying as we go through the day or through the year through this special week that you know we we all get together with families or whatever uh, and and get together and be happy um even the sinners, amen, get together and, and, and pray during, during this week, amen. But, you know, it, it is what are you thankful for? You know, are you thankful for just getting up and being able to breathe and take another step today? Or, or you, is that guy thankful, like his buddy that he knows that he has this great job, amen? He gets to fly everywhere and meets supposedly famous people, but he don't got a family around him, you know? Sometimes we got to remind ourselves that uh, we should always be thanking God no matter, no matter what. I mean, for whatever we have, we should be grateful, amen? Because an unexpressed gratitude is the same as, as ingratitude, amen? I mean, for example, if uh, my wife gave me a cup of coffee and I don't say thanks to her, I mean, how is she going to know that I'm grateful for that, Amen? Sometimes we forget to give thanks to our Lord that it is for only his mercy that we're here standing and, and getting able to walk and go to, to work or, or, you know, take care of kids or whatever we do in life. Amen. Um, Psalms 100 verse 4 says, enter, into, enter in his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth is, endures for all generations. Amen. I mean, just thanking him for that verse because he says his truth endures to all the generations that include us. Amen. Even though he was a long time ago with his, his word of God was written, we still, we still under that blessing. Amen. That we can still get that. You know, and we should be thankful and, and grateful just for that, for all the blessings that God gives us. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, when, especially when it's summer, oh, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. We just barely get in, they just barely put in the sip, they're already complaining. I said, you don't even know how it is. When I was a kid, you know, we had an extended pickup truck, 
my four sisters would sit on the back row, and then we have five boys, and we would be back in the camper in back of the pickup truck, you know, and we used to live in South Texas, so it was really hot, you know, and my dad didn't build, build no benches or nothing. I mean, my sister's there. I ain't lying. You know, we are sitting like in milk carns or something, and, uh, but, you know, we got through it, and, and that was good because I thank God that my kids don't got to go through that, you know. My kids complain, or like, I was, you know, they always complain, but, you know, as you kids, we act like kids too because we don't give thanks enough to a heavenly father above, amen, but I was telling my kids, man, you don't even know nothing. You got a house with AC and heater. We had swamp coolers. You know what those are? And my dad could never fix that little water thing that dripped that water. So every half an hour, there's five boys. We had to take turns with a water hose and spray that hay thing, whatever you call it, and, and come back, and we have fresh air. But you know what? I'm thankful for it that I don't got to do that no more, amen, that we got AC, and we just turn it on and turn it down, and we get hot. Put them ceiling fans. I was telling Paul, put my ceiling fans. You weren't paying attention, Paul. But uh, we give thanks for that, you know. I mean, just taking a nice, I don't like hot, hot showers, but I like, you know, lukewarm showers. I mean, how many people around the world don't even have that, that, that they can do that, you know? Maybe once a month if they're lucky. Or I tell the kids, you know, sometimes they're complaining. Oh, we're going to eat that. Like, really? Really? I mean, there's a lot of kids out there in the world that don't have nothing to eat today. And we complain, you know, in gratitude. I mean, we got to show gratitude to God and give him thanks, you know. Every morning I get up and I say, as soon as I, before I even put my feet down, I say, Lord, thank you for waking me up. You know, thank you for getting me up and I get to go work. I get ready, get my little lunchbox. Well, it ain't big. It's a big lunchbox. But, uh. (laughs) Yeah. I get in the truck and, and I head on to work and, you know, I'll talk to, you know, music is good, but it's like it's a long time. I, I'm I'm weird. I got clocking at 6.30, but I'm always taking off like at home, like around like 5.15. I'm already on the road. It's only 15 minutes away, but, you know, I say if something happens or whatever, but, you know, that's my time I can talk to the Lord by myself. There ain't nobody around me. I said, Lord, thank you for another Great morning for another new grace and mercy that you give me today, Lord. I don't deserve you, but I still guide you, Jesus. You know, and I give thanks to the Lord for everything, you know. It, it might seem silly it might, it might seem silly to kids or to somebody that don't know the Lord, but really, you know, if it wasn't because of his mercy, you know, we, we can just stand up and die. You know, God don't got to give us nothing, but, you know, God is merciful and we're breathing and, you know, we give him thanks for everything, amen. You know, I work for, uh, everybody pretty much knows, I work for the Dan County Road and Bridges, and a lot of times we got a lot of downtime because the machine broke or they got to go all the way over here to get asphalt about two miles away from here, and they got to take it about 30 miles because Dan County is really big. And uh, we're just sitting there. I'm sitting in the AC truck. You know, cows looking at me like, are you going to fit me? i like, and I thank the Lord. I said, Lord, thanks for this wind. Thanks for these cows. They might be my barbecue one of these days. But, you know, I just started thanking God, you know, for the nice, pretty clouds. But 
you always got to have a grateful heart, amen, because it's really easy to turn like the world. You know, when, when something bad happens, it could be an earthquake, it could be, you know, whatever happened last Friday in Paris, they always turn to God and pray, you know. And God does answer. He has mercy, amen. But we can easily turn like in chapter 17 of Luke. It was the 10, 10 guys that had leprosy, amen. And, and, they, and they yelled to the Lord to be cleansed. And the Lord said, go and present to yourself to the priest. And as they were walking, they got healed, amen. But only one of them returned back and, and gave thanks to the Lord. He showed that gratitude. You know, he said, where's the others? And, you know, so... The way I see it, that, that's kind of like this world, you know. Everybody can turn into prayer and ask God for mercy and, and hope and everything. And God does give it to them and give it to us. But then they just turn around. As soon as they get something, they just forget about God. Amen. And that's not showing too much gratitude. That's why this world is like this nowadays. Because they forget where they get their blessings from. Amen. And we should not be like that. I mean, you know, sometimes we do look. I mean, Serving God is not easy, but he's the best thing in our life we can do. You know, we got to be strong like Job, you know. I always remember Job. I thought he was a little crazy because, man, I mean, he was such a great servant of God. I don't know if I could have done what he did, you know, but he had everything. And, you know, he got tested. Well, God loved him. But, you know, the devil came and complained to God that he had everything. So he's a hater, number one hater, amen. But God gave us that opportunity to say, go ahead and test them. And, uh, and he remained faithful because he was grateful of what he, God had given him before. He wasn't just a whiny little baby. Oh, he could have turned around like his crazy wife told him to curse God, but he did not. He stayed faithful, and he said, no, how can I curse my God, you know? He, done being, he being so great to me. He was showing a great attitude, Amen. And God, you know, blessing so much more for being faithful, amen. Because they say uh, on, uh, on Psalms 103, 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not, for, do not forget all his benefits, amen. So just because we're going through trials sometimes, we forget to be grateful and, and show that gratitude to God, amen. We got to remember that... Uh, this is life, and we don't belong here. Amen. And the devil is going to try to attack us, and, and he is going to, sometimes he is going to damage us, but, you know, where else can we go that, you know, we just got to get back in our knees and, and, and ask God, Lord, help me go through this trial. And he's our father. He will never, I mean, I will never let my son go through something that he shouldn't go through or that he couldn't learn something from it. Amen. And if he needed help, you know, I don't care who it was. They would have to go through me. So, you, you, I mean, just think about that. I mean, our Father that is God, that is God Almighty, you think he would let the devil do something to us? I mean, we, we are his servant. We are his sons. I mean, he came and died for us. So I'm thankful for that, you know. I mean, and I, I think his best verse, you know, John 3, 16, everybody knows it. You know, he came and gave his life for us. So anybody who would believe wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be in dying in sin. And going to hell, amen. We have that opportunity. And thank God that he gave me that opportunity once again. Because my mom raised me right. And, you know, the devil came and hit me, you know. And, and I went down for a couple of years. But by the grace and prayers of my mom, 
you know, I'm here. Amen. So don't give up. And if you have a family member that's not doing so good, be thankful to God that he's still alive and he still have the opportunity that he can still come to the Lord. And, and don't give up. Amen. Don't give up. And, and remember that uh, God is good all the time and he loves endurance forever. Amen. God bless you. Everybody turn in their Bibles to uh, Matthew 28. So what am I thankful for? What should we be thankful for? You know, that's a question that when we get closer to Thanksgiving, we, we like to think about more and more. But it's really something we should be thinking about daily. And so as I was thinking about that, I just would have to say, you know, first, I would have to be thankful that, that God saved a sinner like me because I know that he didn't have to. And I know where I was. I wasn't thinking about him. I didn't want anything to do with him, actually, because I grew up in church and I seen people that wasn't doing it the right way. And so I chose to go the opposite way. But God still saved me. And then another thing I'm thankful for is my beautiful wife and my kids you know and God did an amazing thing that day he put us back together again and and now I get to be in my kids life and get to be there every day and get to discipline them get to love them get to you know just do all those things that I wasn't worried about doing when I was in the world And then, and then another thing is I'm thankful for his hope and his peace, knowing that heaven awaits. Because, I mean, I see so many people that they are so in love with this world that this world is all that they have. And so they, they invest everything into this life, invest everything into what they have. So if they having a, a bad time, it's the worst time ever. Say so like, man, this is all I have. But when I got saved, God showed me that I have something greater coming. That even during those bad times that I don't have to worry about this life. That even if I was to die today, I got something better coming. And that I don't have to be like, man. You know, and, and I got this guy that I was talking to, and I asked him, I was like, hey, are you satisfied with your life? 
that's a simple yes or no answer but he gave me a long paragraph like you know this long and when you satisfy with your life it don't have to be that long it's yes or no nah, I could do better you know but when we realize that we have Jesus Christ on our side those those things that we go through the 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 financial problems the marriage problems the 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 persecutions we go through they all seem minor you know and you have a situation where a lot of people has been a lot of people have been getting killed especially christians and you have to ask yourself that question like man would i be ready if somebody put a gun in my head And if we're a Christian and we're doing what the Bible says, the answer should be yes. Because we know that we have something greater. And that's what the world don't understand today is that there is something greater for us. So killing us is doing us a favor, you know. But they don't understand that part. But I want to read uh, Matthew um, 28, verse 19 and 20. I'm going to read this again at the end. But I, um, it says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen? Amen. But the last thing I'm, I, I put down that I was thankful for is instructions. You know, and, and when I was thinking about it, I was like, why, why that? Why instructions? And then I remembered um, I, got, I had this thing that my wife bought off Amazon. <laughs> and, um, it's a jungle gym type of thing. And, it, and all it came with is a whole bunch of screws and bars and that was it. And when we first got it, she said that she couldn't find the screws, so I couldn't even put it together. So, I had, so we had to order some more screws and, you know, and so as I was putting this together, I was reading instructions. I was like, man, okay, you know, put this one. And... The crazy thing is, it was only two bars. It was four different type of bars, but only two colors. And they all looked just alike. But for some reason, they was different, according to the instructions. But to me, they all looked alike. And so, I say all that to say that without instructions, have anybody in here ever tried to put something together and didn't have instructions? Or, or put something together and and if you didn't have it if you didn't have instructions it would have looked a total mess that's 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 how that thing would have looked if I would have just put it together how I thought it should go you know but I thank God for instructions and I was last week I was listening to the radio and I heard somebody say the Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I'm going to use that. 
and then, you know, I got a chance to use it tonight. So, amen. You know, but but I, I think it is. It's, it's, it's definitely uh, instructions on how we should live our lives, on the things that we should do, the problems that we go through. I mean, it's just so many things that we go through, and the answer is right here. But a lot of time, we as Christians, we try to put it together without the instructions. So we just, hey, I think you should do this, or hey, I think you should do that. But then when you go search it out in the Bible, it says something totally different. And you're like, man, okay. And then you got to repent and apologize and do all those other things when you could have just done it right the first time. And... (laughs) And that's why I was, when I was putting this thing together, it was, I had to go to the store like three different times to get the right screwdriver and the right, you know, everything else, because I couldn't find my my screwdriver set or anything, so it was, it was crazy, but I finally got it done, and it's safe, my kids play on it, you know, I don't think any of them has been hurt yet, or they haven't told me, you know, but... What if, what if that person that was that was doing your car, that was putting your car together at, at the Ford place, what if they was like, you know what, I got this. I don't need no instructions. Let me just put this car together how I think it should go. <laughs> Y'all probably wouldn't get too far. You know, and, and then the same thing with a house. You know, what if somebody just started building your house no instructions, no blueprint, no nothing. Just started putting stuff together. Just how they son drew it up on a piece of paper, you know, with just a triangle in the in the square, you know. And but the real question I want to ask is, what if Jesus didn't instruct his disciples? What if he was just? What if he just said, "Hey, go save them"? We'd have a lot of ears being cut off. Because even though Peter walked with Jesus that whole time, he still was ready to cut an ear off if he needed to. But that's not what the Bible said to do. That's not what God said to do. And so Jesus was like, hey, no, that's not what we do. Pick the ear up, put it back on, you know, but. (laughs) You know, but a lot of times we try to do things the way that we want to do them and we don't take the time to ask God how we should do them. And that could get us in a lot of trouble. Amen? And so one of the verses tells us in Proverbs 22, verse 6, speaking of kids, it says we should train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. And when we train them up, that means we're teaching them, we're instructing them, we're telling them how to do things. And if we was just like, hey, kids, do what you want to do. We see that in the world today. They make bombs in in their rooms and different things like that. You know, but we're not going to talk about that because that's sensitive. We don't like to talk about that. You know, we just like to talk about how, oh, well, People did us wrong. People are bullying us. People are doing these type of things. But what are you doing at home to instruct your kid? What are you doing at home to show your kid the right things to do in life? And then you just send them off to school and then 
hope the school know what they're doing, you know, and that's kind of crazy. You know, if you, if, but again, you know, the basic instruction before leaving earth, you know, is the word of God. It's the Bible. It's Jesus. Amen. You know, in John 1, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. You know, and we have to remember that everything in this Bible was inspired by God. Amen. So this is an instruction telling us how to do things. When you're having a situation, when you're having a problem, go to the Bible. Go to God. Amen. Stop trying to do this on our own. Amen. And if, and if you would turn to 2 Timothy. Um, uh, verse starting in verse 15 uh, 3.15 it says in that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus all scriptures is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instructions and in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. How many of us want to be complete in this place? I know I do. And so in order to do that, it says that we have to take this word as it is, we have to, we, every scripture in this Bible is inspired by God. Amen. And it says it's for correction, for instructions in righteousness. So everything that we're doing for all you guys and ladies that want to be men of God, women of God, you have to get in this word. You can't just come to church every now and again and and just be like, hey, you know, the pastor preached a good message. Uh, I'm going to take that. And you got to be in there every day. Because if you don't know what's in there, it's, it's a lot of people out there who look in the, try to deceive us. Amen. It's a lot of people who use this Bible and twist different words around to try to get us to think something else. Amen. But we have to remember that. Our God is who he say he is. Amen. And I just want to go over to the next chapter. <clears throat> chapter four. Starting in uh, verse two says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort for all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And that's just like what I've been talking about. If, if we're not in this word, we're just going by what we 
think we should do. And if we're doing what we think we should do, then we're going to get what we have coming to us. Amen? But if we do what the Bible tells us to do, do what Jesus tells us to do, then we're going to get his reward. When that time comes, we will have a mansion in heaven. Amen? This, this life is about, as we're here on this earth, we're just being instructed to do something. We're just being instructed to go. We're just being instructed to, to, to do what God has called us to do. And as I end, I want to turn back to Matthew 28. This is our instruction. And I don't know if we all caught it in this place, but I hope we have. And so when we leave here tonight, and just like Brian said, when we have family over, this is our opportunity to use the instructions that God has given us. Amen? It says in verse 19, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. How? How do you want me to do that? Verse 20 teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am always with you, even to the end of time. So we got our instructions with us the whole time. He says he is with us. All we got to do is go and, and, and speak. Go and do the things that we had, do the things that God has called us to do. Amen? God has called us to go. God has called us to make disciples. God has called us to do these things, and he left us an instruction manual, amen? And all we have to do is follow that instruction manual. So I'm thankful for instructions, amen? Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen.